Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. Each week we interview our guests on how cancer has affected them and get down to the nitty gritty of what actually happens during and after a cancer diagnosis. Hosted by me, Madison Pollock. And me, Paige Gill. Today's guest is Summer Germain, the creator of Brave Gowns, a company that is changing the game for inpatient wear and patient care for children going through cancer or any illness. If you've lost someone to cancer, this episode may be triggering for you. Summer's story is incredible, and we're so grateful we could chat with her and hear about how and why she started Brave Gowns. Hello, Summer. Welcome to Cancer Actually Fucking Hi, guys. I'm glad to be here. It does. <laughs> I should, it sure it's does. not even funny, but it really does. <laughs> oh, we're so excited to have you. Um, Summer, you're the creator and founder of Brave Gowns, and you have been so kind to be creating our masks that we've been promoting, um, our Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks masks. If you haven't bought one, go buy one. Um, and yeah, I'd love for you to kind of start with your story and what made you create Brave Gowns. In 2001, uh, right, really like right around September 11th, because that was the day that changed our lives in more ways than one. Um, my, I was supposed to get married and, um, the, (laughs) that would be like, yeah, it was, we were on our way to the airport for like, for the wedding we were dropping. This is, this is great. We were dropping my son. Obviously I did everything very, what's what's that called? You guys, I can't even think, but like I was, I've done everything backwards, (laughs) but, um, so we were going, flying to Los Angeles to have our wedding and my brother had been in the hospital in and on and off at Mattel's. And they were just diagnosing him with um, strep throat and said that he can leave the hospital for our wedding as long as until his tonsils were removed, there was nothing they could do. So we were on our way to the airport. And then all of a sudden we had gotten the calls that the, you know, the first tower was hit and we thought we were listening to a shock jock kind of. So we thought it was completely just a really bad joke and it wasn't funny. Then by the end of the end of it, um, obviously it wasn't a joke and our flight was grounded. And you would think that that would have stopped me from marrying my husband, like a sign from God like that, but it didn't. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> she looks so traumatized that page I had to say something. <laughs> so, um, uh, no, so around that time, I, <laughs> I'm trying not to jump around. I would, I would like, I would probably think that. Yeah, yeah you, know, you bring up a good point of why you said usually that might be a sign people have cold feet on their wedding day. And then the worst thing that could happen happened. So, right. Sorry. No, I know. Literally, the wedding day was even better, let me tell you. But anyway, so um, we, and he, it was all around that time. So on September 16th, we were the first flight out of Chicago to talk about really not even understanding the ramifications of everything that we still were like, we need to get married, we need to follow through. But had we not, I don't know that he would have got diagnosed so fast, because mm-hmm. or like a proper diagnosis, mm-hmm. because what happened was sense of back to the story where we already had a son, I wouldn't, I didn't want a reception at all. I just, this was for us. We just wanted to complete our family. We flew back to Chicago. We have, we grew I grew up here, but we had, uh, he transferred for a job there. So that's how we were in Chicago. Okay. And so then we didn't um, have a wedding and they wanted to surprise or a wedding reception. So they wanted to surprise us with a proper wedding reception. And that day we had a family doctor who we've known our whole life and a family friend who's a nurse. And they saw Mac within one minute and said, tomorrow, you're going to bring Mac to the doctor's office. You're coming in. Um, and he, Mac made it maybe two minutes at a reception. And this is a 10-year-old who 
wouldn't have missed it for the world. Like he was a beast of a child. He would have wow. had fun. So that was when um, the next And what did day, they, sorry, what did the, do- what did you like your doctors, the, what did the doctors notice about your brother that was, he was really like, pale, so concerning. very okay. pale, very swollen in here. Like it was that classic oh. lymph nodes. I think yeah. as a doctor, he mm-hmm. knew that there was so much more than strep. So my mom took yeah. him in um, and they lived in California. So it was like a visit. They took him in and the doctor called me knowing that my mom was not the most rational of people when it came to us because she was so protective that mm-hmm. he called me the minute they left the office and said, tomorrow you're going straight down to Children's Hospital, Children's Memorial in Chicago. You will not stop for coffee. You will not stop at Taco Bell. You are driving there. And then that was when he got diagnosed. Wow. Oh. And then mm-hmm. they said... If you if he has AML, they knew it was leukemia from blood work. If he has okay. AML or ALL, then we're lucky we'll treat it. If he has AML, it, it's not good news. And then they came mm-hmm. back 20 minutes later and said he has both. And that yeah, it was we were just wow. like I honestly I had to look up what leukemia was. Like we were so blessed. It was 2002 right, yeah. where it, or one where it wasn't so prevalent. Like it you know it seems everywhere now. Back then, mm-hmm. yeah so um it, it was surreal and that was when we knew it's called oh biophenotypic yeah it, wow. excuse me yeah <laughs> that's what is the difference between oh sorry Paige what's the difference between ALL and AML mm-hmm. truthfully um it's acute myeloid lymphoma versus and mm-hmm. I don't even know what I have not looked up ALL for so long and I wish I did because I have so many friends or children that I know that have ALL and I can look mm. it up and pretend, and I just don't. I just know that AML is uh, now it's about like five percent treatable. Back then, it was his biophenotypic was less than one percent. Um, it was unheard wow. of. It was like possibly three cases in the world at that time. Wow! Oh it, my yeah, gosh! Was, and he, he that is crazy. It, it was, it, and then we so it went from like I remember. So he was diagnosed on Halloween. And I remember thinking like, oh, I need to take my son trick or treating. We'll be back from the hospital soon. Like we were as mm-hmm. clueless as you could get. And then when we were in the emergency room and diagnosed him, they diagnosed him like, oh, can we take him really fast trick or treating? Like we don't want him to miss out. And then mm-hmm. I think like you're, you're maybe now families are a little bit more realistic about it. But back then you just or even not you, you your whole life is thrown upside down. Right. You have no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And you're you're so right. That was actually going to be my question that back then versus now is just such a difference in treatment, such a difference in hearing about people having things. Um, And so I can't even imagine the shock that all of you must have had. It really was. I mean, it was barely, um, there was obviously internet, but it was still like dial up to where it was, you'd get a dial tone that was connected to your house phone. And I just remember like mm-hmm. four friends came over because everyone was in town for our wedding. So mm-hmm. they, we like, right. we just kind of like went and looked up to see what it was. And we still like, even though we read it, you didn't realize it or understand it. And then right. we like came back into the room and just like stared at him. Like, cause he wasn't, he wasn't right. fully sick. He wasn't treated yet. He just wasn't himself. And we're, all, we, I kind of hit us at, we were 26. We should be a lot yeah. more mature at this time, but we weren't. And um, you just, you didn't, you had no idea what you're in for. Well, yeah, the, you don't know what to say or do. I mean, even I think at any age, it's like, yeah, with what's the next with cancer, there's yeah. no way to react that's rational, I feel, or, or know what to do next. And I think that yeah. the cancer is just one issue of so many that comes your way with it, right? That's mm-hmm. just the right. like the umbrella of it. And then it goes down to even he beat it. He was cancer free when he died. 
so they gave him this one percent chance yeah. wow that's a oh my god oh. And, yeah. and how did that so he went through chemo and radiation or what was his treatment and how did he end up being cancer free and everything at the end I, so we went through it was he got diagnosed on halloween of 2001 Mm-hmm. Then and it was mm-hmm. he went to heaven the night before Thanksgiving 2002 so he made it a full year and a month wow so and it was he pro- truth truthfully like when I see people now they have like you know like a regimen and they're like you're going to be in for inpatient for two weeks for a round of chemo and then you go home and then you come mm-hmm. back and they have a treatment like there was no plan there was no I mean the doctors everything was oh, kind wow. of a whim so I don't even think he was out of the hospital in total for more than three weeks in the in a year and a month like we it just felt like it was never ending in the hospital and it flew in a sense but at the same time there was no like oh you'll be out in two weeks it was just like you woke up you you didn't know and um what what the plan was and I I don't know if I'm more thankful for that in a sense because we got so much time with him right if he was this was Mm -hmm. the end of our story we were in that hospital playing and watching movies every single day and I should Mm -hmm. say my mom was but I I um I had a five-year-old and I was there at least five days a week and it was a two-hour drive, yeah. so it was like wow. And I'm not saying that; I'm just saying like we did our best as a family to make. I'm so, and that's the other thing too. I'm so grateful that if this was how it was going to happen, that they did fly to us and they were there for vacation. Because if this had happened when they were in Los Angeles and I was in Chicago, I don't even the stress that would have put on right to fly back and forth to like, do I choose? Right. I mean, obviously, it not do I choose my husband because he would have been fine but it's just like you would have there have been so many more dynamics like do yeah. I pull my son from school what do we do mm-hmm. so it was all just a blessing mm-hmm. we had a, a house they had room for everybody it was the best case mm-hmm. scenario that if we had to go through this right that you could all be together right. at least in that year right I met my mom that first six weeks when he was here for or at Mattel's for strep and she didn't have even though we're all from here our family's kind of spread out now and she didn't have help mm-hmm. and I just remember like her calling crying saying like I can't even go home to get a bag I don't want to leave him blah 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 and then so I'd find we found like really good friends from school but it was still like now you're putting a burden on another family to go to mm-hmm. get the keys from mm-hmm. her go to, go to her house so it was just it was all a blessing there were so many blessings in it right. but right until the very end um so he had he went through two stem cell transplants uh and the left, oh, okay. and he, so I don't even, that's why I was trying to say, I don't know how many rounds of chemo, because it just wasn't like that, mm-hmm. at that, it wasn't, right. nothing was planned, it was kind of just, we're doing this, this, but the two stem cell transplants were towards the end, and the last one, he got the worst case of graft versus host disease that I've ever, it, it was pretty severe. Oh, yeah, what is that disease? It's, so, it's this, the stem cells are taken from, you know, the best of a match that they can find, right, so he had over, like, a mm-hmm. 99.9% match from a, um, some, we, I, I say a gentleman because I, I know it was a guy, but I, I had like a picture or something in my head. I really don't know the age. And um, mm-hmm. and then they put the stem cell, they clean out, flush out your stem cells and they, you know, put the donor cells in. But your body mm-hmm. automatically knows it's a foreign substance in your body. Mm-hmm. So it right. tries to fight it off with all they have. So it's the graft versus host. And then mm-hmm. and it caused third degree burns from the inside out. It was unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. What? It was like, oh my goodness and they and they know this this is very common so what you the rejection is like they're they're so prepared they put you on so much medicine and if if you're like preventative you know like the anti-nausea that right. and, um and 
So uh, they, they're prepared for this. This is really part of it. It's just a matter of how bad, bad it attacks the bodies. And Mac rejected it with everything he had. So he literally, his skin completely peeled off. Like it was like a burn victim. It was unbelievable. Wow. Oh my goodness. And then he, and he got, he recovered from that. And we just got moved up from PICU. Uh, he had got diagnosed cancer-free. Like the discharge papers say it. Um, and it was like such a huge moment, right? Like he had just spent three months in ICU. Yeah. It was and there were so many moments in there where like they said like if uh you probably if you want to come by to say come come say bye to mac tonight like mac's not gonna make it through the night come say bye and it was so exhausting because we would oh, do it every goodness. time it was and then that right and then he always made it you know it was like or i i, I don't in a sense but i've always been like kind of the rational one in my family mm-hmm. and, and there i'm the, we're the mm-hmm. only siblings so it's my mom i was my mom and then i was 26 and then mac was 10. So the doctors kind of told me everything so that way I prepare my mom. And I, I understand that, right? As a parent, it's mm-hmm. hard, hard to listen to. So I was kind of like the middleman a lot of times. And um, so this last time, uh, I'm sorry, sorry guys. Um, it was the night, no. it was two nights before Thanksgiving that Wednesday, which is like a really fun night, right? Everybody goes out on Thanksgiving and, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. right the night before when you're in your twenties. And then I, I went to the hospital instead and I packed up this whole room and I said, um, Mac was, it was weird because Mac's not sensitive at all. And he was like, some, you want to watch a movie with me? And I was like, all right, but there's a snowstorm. I better get home before the snowstorm. I'm going to take all your stuff home because tomorrow you're going to be able to come and we're going to have the best Thanksgiving. You know, it was pretty, I, it was the first time, like in my gut, I wanted to stay. And even knowing mm-hmm. that I had a son at home and every, I just like, I was like, God, you know, just, they didn't feel like any reason to leave, even though the snowstorm mm-hmm. was coming in, that was a real issue. Like if I would have got stuck in it. And um, so, and I was like, I have to get the house ready for you, bud. So he said, you know, it was like, he didn't care. He's like, okay. And um, the next morning I was, I had just got done cleaning the whole house for them to come home. I knew they were discharged, but they were wrapping up dialysis. Mm-hmm. And what we didn't know at the time is dialysis machines aren't meant for children's bodies. What they do is adapt it to make it work like the best to their ability uh, for the little bodies. And um, mm-hmm. He got an, well, this is part's kind of sweet, actually. So he, it, like I said, he wasn't a touchy-feely kid. Like, he was all boy. And he said to my mom, he said, would you come lay with me and hold my hand? So Aww. she crawled into bed with him and held her hand. And he, he, he's like, want to rest with me? And she said, she was like, oh, she knew she had stuff to do in the room. But she was like, we're going to be at some soon anyways. This is, we're probably going to be exhausted. I'll take this little nap with you. It's the first time she fell asleep while he was on dialysis because we knew that he had went in the cardiac one other time on it and it was like it was such a fear and um she woke up to this is like nine in the morning she woke up to all the machines going off and something happened where there was an air bubble in the machine and the nurse um she's a wonderful nurse and she uh she hit the hit a button and she doesn't know if it triggered the embolism to his brain but he automatically lost all oxygen to his brain and um so they they call this is heavy right they call us and no, they, yeah. they call us and they say, you know, here, so you guys won't need to come by and say bye, you know, this, you need to say bye to Mac this time. And Chad, my husband was already halfway to Chicago because he was at work and he worked close to downtown. And he's, he said, he's like, if they doubt Mac one more time, he's like, I'm probably going to blow up the hospital. Like it was such an old call, you know, it was like, whatever. Right. So I took my time. I blew dry my hair. I didn't do much mm-hmm. of anything. And my mother-in-law flew, she not flew, she drove into my driveway and was like, Hey, I need to grab Ryder. You got to get to the hospital. And I was like, Terry, come on, this is Mac. Like we've gotten this call. And she's like, no, you need to go. 
and she mm-hmm. she's not a rational person by any means either we get like we have these old ladies around the ladies that are just really rev high and um so then I drove it the two-hour drive and uh Chad didn't call me which I thought was weird because I said call the minute you get in that hospital and let me know everything's okay mm-hmm. and then um uh, I didn't hear from anyone and I like I walk this is a, a place you know where they became family in this year and we didn't really leave the hospital very much and they kind they kind of just looked at me with the saddest eyes the two ladies at the desk I turn the corner and Max nurse is flat on the floor just on the floor crying and she looks up at me and she's like Sumner my heart thinks I wait my heart thinks I my brain thinks I did everything right but my heart knows it wasn't or vice versa but it was pretty much she was really second guessing herself but she knew it wasn't on purpose if she did it right and I I, I'm like Kelly like my whole thing was Kelly it's Mac I'm sure it'll be fine like don't worry he'll get over it and she just hugged me I walked into the room and I heard a noise unlike anything I ever heard in my life and it was him just gasping for air and I put like I remember putting my coat up on the rack and I I turned and I was like, is that a joke? You know, like I thought he's a pranker, prankster like that. And I saw Mm -hmm. Chad's head just down. My mom just tears drained from her face and rubbing his arm. And I was just like, oh God, this is real. This is so very real. Oh my goodness. And it's the the hardest way and every single way to find out. Oh my God. Um, it is but then you know I I follow these families through Brave Gowns who I grow to love and just today this I if you go to the Brave Gowns page there's a little girl she's 10 a blondest cutest little thing she just went to heaven today and it's they knew for three weeks you know two or three weeks they watched her be her body and I don't want to say like I don't want to say a word that I'll regret but they they watched the process mm-hmm. we had just right. a quick it's over because so that was part of it I said to Dr. Kletzel's doctor I was like how long can this go on I kid this is not you know I don't want any I don't want to watch my mom go through this I don't want he sounds like he's in pain and he's like he's like he's somewhere he's he's gone he's he's not in pain he's like but um I can speed it up and I'm like who am I to say speed it up yeah (laughs) but I was like you just gave me worst case scenario of what we're dealing with right here and he's like Mm -hmm. I promise you I think he's just waiting for you somewhere I think he's just waiting to say bye to you and it was, he uh, did like, I saw, I went and sat by him and he turned his head at me, which was um, odd. And he blew, which sounds so weird, but like blood just flew out from everywhere straight down me all over my shirt. And it kind of, in a sense, lightened the moment. Cause it's like, of course you'd do this. Of course, maybe you did wait for me. Of course, like this would be a, just such a, he, he would know I'd have a heart attack. from this. And, and that was it. It was, it was so peaceful after that. And it was, just exactly perfectly Mac he would never go through this and want us to see that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that was but wow. I learned from that doctor the, the coolest yeah. uh he he pretty much knew that I was going to be wrecked right like I I saw this as yeah. a, a mom because I was 26 mm-hmm. I was old enough I'm not the typical sibling that's you know the same right. age and, right. and I, I saw all the other families go through it but it, at the same time he's he's not my child mm-hmm. he is my, I couldn't love him anymore but it's so I, he's also my brother, right? That I, like I said, he, he, mm-hmm. he tortured me. Like there were times where it was, this was like pre like debit cards where you had to find an ATM machine, you know, nothing took credit right. cards. I was, I was, I was starving so many times in the hospital and he would have like gift cards for all the food in the area and stuff. And he would not give me any of it. And it's like, <laughs> I just drove two hours to see you. I have no, I need to find a thing like an ATM machine. It's like tough luck. Or he was like, literally, he'd make, he charged me triple. He's like, you can have $5 from this card, but you're bringing back 15. Interest. Like, so I, so the dynamics of him. So the doctor knew that I would, I would take this pretty hard. And he's like, I just want you to know he yeah. was an old German doctor. And he said, 
this is not it. He's like, you will feel him. You will see him. He's like, this is, this journey on earth is this, like the body. He's like, his body is, is done. His body's tired, but this, the body is just the car, the vehicle that the soul drives while it's here on earth. Yeah. Like he mm-hmm. he's free of a he's like he's trading in his vehicle and I was like well that's pretty deep I don't know about that and then not a week later I was like I get it now you I felt it. it like there were signs just oh one day ever since he went to heaven there were pennies and I didn't know what pennies from heaven were have you, have you guys ever heard of that mm-hmm. yeah. I, I haven't what are pennies from heaven <laughs> oh you'll just find pennies in the weirdest spot where you know you you it could be like literally in a dish towel I just did dishes folded a dish in the dish towel put it away and all of a sudden you turn there's a penny on it like it's so prevalent there's no way you can miss the sign wow. so um one day I was like I'm so over all these pennies Mac like if, if, if this is you really prove it let's prove it and so I got, I'm in Santa Monica I am in a parking lot and I go to step out of my car and like I slide one foot goes so far and the other one's still in my car like I'm in the splits I slid on thousands of pennies I swear to god on my life I was like okay I get it I get it I get it and wow yeah and it was was unbelievable and I I, he he was kind of a punk like that and then um (laughs) So, so then oh he God. turned 11 and ever since that and it's now been he turned 11 in 2003 and I find 11 cents when I need answers more than anything it's a dime and a penny and it will always be like one of our birth dates or it, like of my children something where I can second guess them and it's yeah I, I promise like if I'm on the right track I, I'll get 11 cents everywhere if I'm doing something a little shady a little all of a sudden it's gone and I'm like okay I get it That's... I get it and then I'm like this was the right mm-hmm. choice and it comes back and it's all, if you look it up, this, it's not just me, the 11 cents, the penny from heaven. It's, no, I've heard it's it. all real. Yeah, That's incredible. Penny. Yeah. Very, it's really, very yeah. cool. So. so you still at least feel like that presence from him, even though the doctor said, even though his body's not here, his soul lives on. So, and you have felt that throughout the years. So have you like continued to get the pennies from heaven every, every year or did it at one point stop or has it continued I'm just so curious you know what's weird is I know it's completely <laughs> continued but I can tell you that last year um through Brave Guns a lot happened with business and it was an awful year not financially I think just every I really had to test who I was right. and it was um he there were not pennies and I and I knew that was because I was not being true to myself it and that part really rocked me it was a good four months of and then I was like, I woke up one day, I'm like, this is done. And it wasn't because of the pennies, but I, I felt it. Like, I'm like, I'm done. Right. Whatever happens, I'm just giving it to God. I, I can't. And then all of a sudden the pennies, that day, the 11 cents was just right there. And I was like, wow. So I, I feel like in a sense, he's holding me accountable to something mm-hmm. is, whether it's universe him, but it's really when I'm off kilter, it doesn't come. Wow. When did you start? How long after your brother's passing did you start Brave Gowns? And where did that idea and kind of motivation, I mean, I know where the it must, all came from, the purpose of it all, but um, yeah, how long after and what's the basis behind Brave Gowns? So that was the thing. The, the last like moment I spent with him, I thought like, I did, this is not, you don't learn this lessons or not. You don't go back mm-hmm. to a normal life, right? Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to do something. So I, I sat there and I said, you know, I promise you, I will come back and do something within the walls of this, of the children's hospitals. And I knew it'd be for, I thought it would be for siblings, I should say, because I saw so many siblings that were 
the same age kind of they're three four and their siblings are five and they're going to treatment and they're being passed around to family members we did it to my son you know their life the siblings life is so drastically mm-hmm. changed they're not only like their mom's now staying in the hospital they don't have a mom they don't have their their siblings at home it, it, i can't even imagine being like four or five actually like probably four to 12 even fathoming what's really going on right because mm-hmm. even if you're you know like and this was all pre-FaceTime and stuff. I'm just saying. So I thought it'd be for siblings. Yeah. 12 years later, 12 years mm-hmm. later, I was um, probably Facebook, actually. And my friend's daughter was 16. She had leukemia. She was in the exact same hospital Mac was in. Mm-hmm. And she had just went into remission. She was so happy in this picture. And she was smiling. And she was in a dingy gown. Mm-hmm. Like, she's in remission. One of the happiest days of her life. And she's in a completely tired tiger standard awful hospital gown, mm-hmm. right? And it took me back to the day Max last uh, picked you was in Halloween when I said that he got graft versus host. He had me, we were alone in a room and he had me paint him like a zombie because that was all we had for Halloween was facing. Oh God, did it, we get in trouble. Like the skin came right <laughs> off with the makeup, but he was so happy. And I'm so glad we had that moment. But I, so right there, I was like, oh my God, she should, she's a superhero. She just beat cancer. She should be in a gown that represents that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I didn't even think superhero. I just thought like a character, we could actually put like a prom dress on a, on a hospital gown. I just knew we could do better. And it took me back to that Halloween moment. And then my husband was, uh, I said to him, I'm like, what if we did this? And he's like, why would they not be superhero characters? Mm-hmm. And he, like, he probably said it exactly like that. Why would we not? But so it just took a life of its own. And within a month, I can't, I did a Kickstarter. It hit its goal. Wow. We got the first round done. Two months later, I did another Kickstarter on like a whole different level. And um, we hit that goal. And it, they were, the original Brave Downs were just, I, I had the, his old team and still worked with them, but it, they were, they're a disgrace compared to what they are now. But the <laughs> idea was there. <laughs> and that tells you like, you know, just, I didn't, I didn't wait for anything. We came out. I knew that you wanted to access like pick lines and checks, chess ports. And right. I wanted it to be soft, like a nightgown, but it, the, like, it was, we had like, it was almost like a slip from here to here. Like, I don't think you needed to access the full chest. chest like right. it was right. so bad that like, the infection. So we did a lot of hit or misses. Um, and then within like, five months I was standing on a stage in front of with Deepak Chopra that and they wanted me to present it was it was holy cow it really was that's incredible (laughs) it was so I had the first buyout offer for Brave Guns and it was it was huge at that time for me and the day before I was supposed to decide if I was going to accept the offer and I didn't want to as, as much as it would have like changed my life and helped I just didn't think it was time. I didn't think I did, fulfilled my wish to Mac yet. Like it would have been, mm-hmm. it wasn't about the money. It was about yeah. the children and the project. And I didn't think anyone could run it like I could. No, I'm probably really wrong. But anyway. <laughs> no, that was probably the right move. You probably got a point yeah. oh. for that. To yeah. stick with. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I got yeah. Yeah. because I didn't. That's right. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they, uh, a mentor had called and said, what are you doing tomorrow? Um, what are you doing with Brave Gowns? And I said, well, actually, I have to sign a paper tomorrow if I'm going to sell off Brave Gowns if I want it to grow. But I said, your timing was impeccable. Why? And he said, be ready at this time. We're going down to San Diego, or Costa Mesa, to Deepak's, like, Omni thing. And he's like, and... Wow. You're gonna pitch this to a um. You're gonna this is not even a world I lived in or words I use, but they're he's like you're gonna pitch it to these uh, billionaire investors, 
and you're kind of yeah I'm, oh my god <laughs> I was like okay I can't yeah, drink tonight thanks for the <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the yeah. heads up oh, oh so my god. it gets so much worse <laughs> and then, uh, but so we were in the car and he's like you're gonna be a guest speaker and I was like oh god I'm not even just like going like so um, oh my gosh so you couldn't prepare so, <laughs> oh no no but I don't even know if I if I would have prepared you see I prepared for this for two weeks how good is this <laughs> so, I don't know that I would have got anywhere but um so they're, they're businessmen. Only one person wasn't. And uh, that it's a really cool story in itself. But um, everyone was really dressed to the nine in their business suits. Very serious. Ends up being biolab companies. And they're pitching, like, innovations and changing the world. And here's this girl who goes up in, like, her Santa Monica hippie dress with a little bob cut. He's a little chubby. And she's like... I get up there and they're like, and what do you do? And I was like, I make cute gowns. You know, just kidding. But, um, <laughs> but I, I wish I could have even got that out because all I did was start crying. I was so overwhelmed in that moment because it all hit me, right? Like yeah. You, you, yeah. you kept your word to Mac. You're doing it. You know, yeah. the, 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 it was over. There's, I'm such a spiritual person. I, you know, I love mm. meditating in Deepak. Like this wasn't just, it was like a moment where you're just, I was so overwhelming. So I don't, right. I don't stop crying. I'm these, these, I just got the, the girl that went right before it went with this girl, then Deepak, then me. And this girl was so professional. Like literally she had every graph, every chart, you know, she just killed it. Like she had trained for this her whole life. Right, and, now, yeah. and then he goes up and I think it was also that he made us like meditate and say a prayer so it was just like it was so oh, nice out. it all hit so I get up there. oh just the gratitude of it all and I so I start crying and I can't stop like it's not even like it's not a cute cry it's not it's like a full like yeah it was awful <laughs> and they, they go um the mentor that brought me has to come up on stage and be like why don't I ask you questions and I'm like okay <laughs> so he and he thank god he knew about brave guns and it ended up afterwards these two guys came and they pulled me off and like pretend we're your uncles like you're coming outside with us and I was like they probably want to escort me out for being a little crazy right (laughs) and um and the reason I said that everyone was dressed in the nines but this one person that really had my eye was the most successful person there he was in like pretty much bands and he was 60 right and and just like khakis and the whole event I had no idea was around him and this is the guy so thank I didn't know this at the point at the time but He's he's like the founder of like Uber Eats. Um, oh my god, Bubba Gumps. He's he's an incredible. But oh. everything he does is to he, he's like he wants to bring everyone up with him. There's there's no ego. I've never seen anything about it. Right now he's developing a vaccine for uh, COVID. They're almost done. He's developed like a sponge for diabetes that will prevent and you don't you won't have to take insulin. Wow. Like wow. he just loves helping other people with their yeah. He's pretty incredible. He should probably get him on this. We, we can make it happen. He would do it in a heartbeat. He's, he's, so that's what, so he, they helped me from the, that point on. And then there was another gentleman who, whose wife really wanted to invest mm. in Brave Gums. And he said, no, I'm going to do her one better. I'm going to be her legal representative because she's really going to need it. <laughs> and so I also I came out with this team, not a dollar, not one dollar. They've never given me a dollar, which is actually really cool, I think. But they have guided me, mentored me, helped me along the way. Incredible. And it's more incredible than what they would have. They would have handed me that money at that time. Yeah. Right. I would have floundered. Right. And so, and now it's, it's funny. Now they have called me back to like speak at events for them. And uh, it's 
they've been it, it's been a ride wow pretty incredible. that's amazing that's insane so so how many years have you now been I guess teamed up with them or getting their input five years 2015 so this is 2016 oh, so recent. So four years like that was not long ago yeah like yeah. you you met me Maddie right when yeah I remember do you remember how terrible that was? <laughs> it was not terrible. <laughs> I, I, I I wanted to yeah. can I tell what happened yeah so I, I wanted actually to, yeah, don't know this so I would love to know no no no, everything about me is like, I really do have this business behind me, but it's always like this girl who's like, my brother, <laughs> oh my God, my brother no, I mean, like, you don't know. It was also, <laughs> not that so this I shouldn't had, matter at all, but that was also before, well, yeah, you tell the story, but that was also before I had cancer. It does. So. I want to say that. That part scared me, actually. I was like, did I bring this oh to like, no. rock my oh world? Oh my gosh. <laughs> But I also think like so amazing because here you are and you helped me before it affected your family at all, right? Your whole family. So I went, I had looked online for an SEO company and they actually ended up being around the corner from where I lived. Mm-hmm. I'm talking two blocks and I had no idea because it's, it's, am I allowed yeah, to yeah. say LA SEO? So yeah. it's been anywhere in <laughs> Los Angeles. It was literally two blocks of where I grew up my whole life. And, um, I was brought in to have a meeting with their team and I had I had no idea I thought I was just meeting her brother Blake Maddie comes in the room and they till this day have not let me they've just helped grow Brave Gowns um, through SEO and uh, and this was before Maddie was diagnosed so then when that happened I was like that's kind of how the world works like look at Maddie sitting here right now right they were good before they had yeah it comes full circle Mm -hmm. but I know I hope I mean I hope we helped you um Mm -hmm. it was like yeah such an amazing I mean it is such an amazing maybe Blake and maybe Blake doesn't even know he's still helping me but Lizzie was just oh that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) he's probably forgot it's still happening but Blake is not like involved all these days so he doesn't know half the things that go on Good. I love that though. That makes me really happy. Good for me. I know. We still haven't done, and we were supposed to do a big event, right? We were going to do something where LA, LA SEO gets like some kind of notoriety for it. And I think that you, your part of the story now will make it all come full, full circle and we can do something. Yeah, really cool. I'd love to be involved at all since we're so close to. Um, and what I do want to point out like the actual gowns are so cool. Not only are they like, not only are they. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Are they like, you know, characters and fun things, but like, can you explain what else they have? So that was what I fought for. Every time someone thought, like, I didn't want anyone to think it was tchotchke, right? Like, I wasn't going to be just a cute little, and you wouldn't Mm -hmm. believe how many people are like, um, they think I'm like a grandma sewing <laughs> in a room. It's, it's painful. <laughs> but, but I, so I wanted to make sure this gown was the best on the market and functional. So it's, and actually just in the past two months, we removed anything that even looks like a hospital gown. And we are like make, taking streetwear to the hospital. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, that's pretty that's exciting. So cool. Well, we were getting kids and pictures that like they loved the gowns and they loved everything it represented. And they're at the park playing oh, with like, ties hanging right. off the side and stuff. And I'm yes, like, they're, that's they're awesome. Good. And they're really comfortable. So I have adult ones here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to snag They're them. really comfy. Yeah, so there's no, there's no collar whatsoever. It's completely like a t-shirt. There's um, there's no anymore. There's an urn anymore. There's no more snap tape. It's all like we purchased a machine we had we actually had a machine built from japan so that way the buttons and snaps can all be or not buttons snaps can all be hidden 
it's completely minimal but so it can be worn as a wrap like um if someone wants to like a woman wants to feel a little bit more mm-hmm. you know put together mm-hmm. or it can also for heart patients so they can access supports a lot easier than even having to unsnap both sleeves which mm-hmm. you can do so you have full body access and that was what was important to me because the only time Matt complained like he did not complain but if you came in while he was in the middle of a movie or playing a video game and he had to stop so that way you could access anything oh was he yeah. about it so I want, I pictured like the child that doesn't want to be interrupted because they're right. put through enough, right? Right. They have no say, no control. Right. So now they have like a little bit of privacy and they can control at least what, you know, the nurse is accessing their body while they're doing what yeah. they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Cause, cause even I remember going through it, that was an annoying thing. I always remembered was thinking about what shirt mm-hmm. to wear. So I wouldn't have to deal with the pulling down to getting to access to the port mm-hmm. so I just wore like v-necks all the mm-hmm. time from then on at, out so I I love that this is out there I had no idea I would have ordered yeah a bunch of <laughs> I'm glad you never ever need one ever. yeah yes. yeah just for fun (laughs) just for fun yeah just for fun now and do you supply gowns to hospitals or is it kind of more on an individual basis and going to order off the website we're in 380 hospitals in seven countries wow oh my god i didn't know that okay so i'd say that you provide hospitals yep so that's yes but but here's the catch though is i really fought for i think we're only standard issue in 27 i fought really hard that the kids got to pick and keep their gowns because they get they still get treatment at home right their nurses Mm -hmm. come like and it, it throws everyone off a little bit with like laundering and stuff because you know they they have to have a couple on hand and they can't just have one because I'm in it. Mm. It's soiled. I think the average child goes through three gowns a day. Wow. And oh, who wow. wants to be in a gown that's, yeah. you know, it's not a lot. So we have, we have hospitals that actually carry them and then that way they can change them out. And then, but then even if they do, because you, there's like color coordinating, all these things you'd never think of. So it's ease mm. of access for nurses to grab off the shelf instead of having to like dig for mm. sizes. Sometimes like okay. the mermaids are the size four oh, okay. where this, the eight-year-old wants a mermaid. So people will still like family members will still purchase them. But what we've done is tried to get, which now actually I just thought about this with the podcast. We've really done drives where we've donated most of the time to mm-hmm. the hospitals. So that way the kids get to keep them and they, they don't have to have the issue. They can pick like we, the kids can come in and pick right. if what they want. The, the other thing too, is like, I really try and encourage hospitals to have like theme days with the nurses where like we have a, like a mermaid in a bikini kind of a bikini I don't, I don't know how to, it's not a bikini take that back but it's like a mermaid that looks like you. and then a muscle man so it's like beach day and then the next day is like sports day oh, and that's then cute. superhero day so that way the kids I love that well you're trying yeah, to try you trying to make something they're, they're, fun they're friends yeah yeah it's so true so that was really important to me and it's we're just and it's really four years in a pretty hardcore working and we're just mm-hmm. getting started it's unbelievable and there's 3.4 million children hospitalized a year and I've only put over like 500,000 hospitals or gowns in the market like we have a lot Mm -hmm. of work to do and um but then and then we just launched the we've always had adult small but we launched like a full adult adult sizes but we haven't really got to the adult Mm -hmm. lines yet but I just think there's such a need but I love like Mm -hmm. my favorite stories are we'll get pictures like physical pictures of family sent in and then we can put the pictures on the gown so the kids go into surgery with like their siblings on their their heart and I love or make it personalized 
Oh, I yes. love that. Exactly. Parents like we have we had a class. They they took a whole picture for the child who was like seven and they put the picture on the front of the gown saying we miss you and then they all sign the back. Oh which my is really god. Cool. I, I love Wow. So, so they it's it's a way of feeling supported yeah. as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Exactly. I I hope. I hope. So there there's so many things we can do and I I, once I hit that 3.4 million mark, even if it takes 45 years, I'm running yeah. so fast. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to hit that goal. Yeah. Because why, is, I mean, it's been why would minute. you not want a more comfortable, accessible gown? Like, and it's fun. Yeah, we, I mean, we went through clinical yeah. trials. We, we've done everything to protect ourselves to make sure that we're not just like, that we, we have something to back our word, you know, right. we're not just mm-hmm. this cute, soft right. gown. Because the more people say cute and soft, I want to. I want to vomit in my mouth. Like it's not just a cute. It's this has changed the game. We are part of exactly. Like the, um, it's it's called the West Coast Technology and Innovation Program. Like the FDA has funded the clinical wow. trial. We really we fought hard in these, and I'm sure that as we speak, I'm getting knocked off. To be honest, I all the companies, three major companies came forward, and I turned mm-hmm. everyone away. They can call if you guys want to call. You can come back. Maybe. <laughs> but, but um, so, but I think the heart of it, and I fought so hard to stay made in America, where that was also hard to get over the price point. But I mean, we've just opened three factories now because of it. We got wow. to save two factories during COVID. Oh my gosh! All the workers and yeah, right. So I, there's so many right. blessings that um. So we'll see. I, I, I feel like the universe has got brave mm-hmm. guns. Yeah, I, I cannot even imagine what all went into this. As you're speaking, I'm like, wow, this is in, like superwoman that you've like taken this idea from a horrible experience that you've gone through and made it into just this major company. I really, that whole like, I'm just a vessel. Everybody has jumped on to help mm-hmm. where they can for the most part. I've had some really big companies actually go uh, go against me like that rocked my world so in March when I saw COVID was you know when it really became more real like it wasn't just you know what's going on and um it was like March 13th and I woke up and I said uh I gotta do I have to do more the kids aren't gonna be able to get the gowns the gowns seem silly right now Mm -hmm. like what can we do we have this whole factory and because I was a medical supply company my factory got to stay open and before you knew it we had like 300,000 masks on the front line in New York um and New York PD it was we we they hospitals all around the country were calling us for help and I was just like this is incredible this is because I kept saying like I don't have the story yet right right I was in the midst of you have to wait for the end and then I I was like okay God's giving me my ending like this is something to be proud of right yes you're doing the gowns and stuff but this is a pandemic and you're helping and you you saved all these jobs and I haven't really thought about it and I don't know where it's going if someone could say that my mask don't work before you know it's my life is over but, I love the masks. They're but, so comfy. No, they're great because we have, uh, yeah, we have them. They're wonderful. They are, they are great. Yes. So no, they're, yeah, they're different. That's for sure. But there's like a reason for everything. Like then there's a reason that the masks yeah. are exactly the way they are. And we do have like softer, like boutique masks, but like yeah. you're protected in that thing. And I, I want to mm-hmm. believe in what I sell. Of course. Right. I mean, there, there's a couple yeah. of times where you're like, <gasps> Like the humidity, yeah. but but for the most part, I'm I'm proud of I've I watched it all come full circle, and I think it was about like being good and being true to yourself mm-hmm. with a couple really bad moments in there. So our goal is to fill St. Jude's for Halloween, but actually, um, another little girl that I loved is ten was ten, and she went to heaven two years ago, and her mom reached out. Her birthday's November second, 
and this would be the second mm. gown drive we did for her birthday um, for the last two years that she's been in heaven. So she said uh, she would love to fill St. Jude's with me for uh, honor of Sophie's birthday. So I'm kind of just going to make it a whole holiday thing. Then I'm going to get some gowns to St. Uh-huh. Jude's right now for Halloween. But I, then I just want like the most magical Christmas ever. It was what I was working on last year when this all happened. And, and I, I pick St. Jude and Shriners because I, I understand that these families are in these hospitals are given a lot, but um, I just, it was a promise yeah. I made into myself when I started yeah. and I mm-hmm. just want to finish it. That's amazing. That's so how you can help, you can yes. donate a sponsor a gown, mm-hmm. sponsor a gown for a child. You can say exactly what hospital you want to go to. If you don't want to be part of St. Jude Drives, you can drive, drive. You can um, write a note with it if you want it to be in honor of somebody in memory of someone like people last year we had that, that was kind of what was magical about last mm-hmm. year we had we created certificates and people were buying them as gifts for like you know the family member who has everything and you don't know so you would give them the certificate that they provided a child oh, with a free like gown that. in the oh, hospital yeah that's really nice. that's really good and that's it's framegowns.com really right yes Brave guys. I'm like yes thank you for that <laughs> I can't have you ever heard Everyone's like, what kind of gown? Brave gown. Yeah, Bravegowns.com. I see you way too fast. On Instagram <laughs> at Brave Gown. Yes. I know. If yeah. anything, just follow the story, honestly. I like every like or mm-hmm. comment really keeps me going. Like, you know, there's really still just two of us behind the scenes. There's the, my designer who I've known my whole life, and she saw what I was doing, and she's like, Dear God, someone mm-hmm. let me help you. I could be so much better. And then me, like, I people, I'll, people like text me saying you know the smallest thing and then I I know don't get me started on the text I actually put my number up on the website during the pandemic that was a mistake holy cow I I shake when I see my phone go off I get so many texts now and it's literally like I'm I'm just laying here I can't see what you're doing and they're the nicest people but like yeah. Oh, I'm in family drama. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it was a it was a gnarly thing. And so then I took it off, and then and then everyone started saying that I was that um she doesn't even have a dead brother. She's a scammer. Your masks aren't gonna come. So then I put my number back on. Like I oh, couldn't. My God. That's a whole so... other, a whole other podcast. We to the point that we're about to start a reality show for like to I was gonna print out all my lists of trolls. It got so bad to where I was like rocking in a corner. I'm like, bring oh, is over God. because of masks. Like there were people that really. There's a whole thing behind the pandemic. I'm wow. not the only company it happened to. And um, and you think about it, everyone was afraid. They were scared. They were home alone. They were losing their jobs. They didn't know what was going on. And who is the, the target? The people selling masks that aren't coming because the UPS yeah. is over. Everyone's overwhelmed with the USPS. Like we're running at mm-hmm. Black mm-hmm. Friday specials for months, right? Oh, it was it was oh, it was a complete yeah. storm. Of business, let me tell you. But uh, so I have yeah, you're, that would you're like trying to do something so nice. That yeah, targeting you, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was literally like, I had to take off like all my um, what's that called? Like reviews and stuff. Holy cow! I let it roll for three days, and it should. I just watched it go from like a hundred percent to like sixty, and it was all over. Nothing. It would be like one person, and then they would tell their friends to you know what? say like this place is a scam. It was incredible. So now we have this whole thing that I'm gonna print out like six of the worst. And we're going to go to their house and be like, hey, I'm the person that was behind. Oh, it's, yeah. it's men. Trust me. It's all it. men um, for the most part. Besides one girl. Where I'll, I should forward you guys. That is out. so but, scary. Um, and <laughs> they're... Oh, it was. I was like, they're going to find us children. They hate us. 
<laughs> but they um i'm gonna go to their house and like so i'm the person that was behind the computer that you were saying this about like i, I don't even have a dead brother i'm using pediatric children to make money i'm so gross yeah. blah, blah, blah. like say it to my face now here we are you know you yeah. like, like you can't sit behind your computer and, be, and these are actually the nice things that were said but like you can't you, the trolls especially during the pandemic i feel like like you said like yeah. so many companies have just been railed by just trolls like that have nothing everyone's home yeah i know yeah it's terrible yeah everyone just it's has so bizarre to want to do something. but i had cool stories there were a couple of women that i really just called out like um and said like hey i don't know what's going on in your life but i could imagine that this really doesn't represent you blah blah and then they oh, really? became like such good friends like, like yeah oh, yeah like we're so we're so sorry yeah, like, yeah, my, like, my husband lost his job, my son just got diagnosed with this, I feel like the whole thing, and they're like, I saw one person jump on you and just fed off that energy, I'm so sorry, it wasn't like me, oh, one yeah. was a school teacher, I was like, what, what are you doing? But yeah, and they, so there were a few that have really been gracious and, like, really said yeah. what a lesson it was. Okay, well, yeah, seriously. Well, good for you for killing it with kindness. And kind of I made a video me I need to I was like the it was during the pandemic I showed the whole factory going to bat you know like stowing away the piles and piles and then I made them so I was like so some of the scammer here and some older ladies did not like that I was making a joke of it because they were right. at home yeah. wanting their masks and they were very worried some of the scammer, <laughs> of the scammer. like what am I <laughs> yeah it, well, it was like in my sleep I was sleeping ah. I'd hear it some of the scammer some of the scammer <laughs> like so oh bad. my god! <laughs> wow, so good. following think, you. But here we are. They all they all forgot. I did not know. You know. Yeah, you're still like moving along. So it is. It yeah. is all that matters. I've, uh, kind of life, right? Life. You just keep going. Keep like yeah, you can exactly. only laugh and sad as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I learned you can never you can never spend wait don't waste a good day mm-hmm. worrying about a bad one that may never come. I, I love that. Going. Yeah, we've all that's made gonna it be a quote. Of- we're gonna I keep, love that. We're gonna put that quote on the Instagram. <laughs> that's one. You, you sure. do it. Yeah. It is. It's, it's so true, true, though, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you spend so much time worrying. That is. I, n- most of it never Seriously. even comes. Everything that we worry about, Just, right? Just worry. Yeah, absolutely. We're all sitting here. I will. I love you guys. I've kept you for such a long time. You've listened to me talk. I have not oh said this God. much. I think no, it maybe two years. I love it. I, I know. That. We're so yeah, happy. Thank you, you so much. So yeah, much. you've been so open. Trans- I know. That's a, we, I feel like my, my end goal will be to like give you this, sell off or give away Brave Guns and then start I know, it's like, so fun. for women like this. How, how great is it, right? There's like, I know it's so good. Right. Thank you perfect, so much, then. Summer. It was good thank to meet you, you guys. Thank you so much, you guys Summer. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for everything, honestly. Thanks so much for listening to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast that tells the truth about what people with cancer actually go through. Each week, myself, Paige Gill, and my co-host, Madison Pollock, sit down with fellow cancer survivors to tell our stories. Keep up to date with our guests and new episodes on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Cancer Actually Sucks Podcast, and tune in every Monday to hear our stories. 